You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to hour number two of today's Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo downtown studios between the cathedral and the railroad tracks. That's right. Here I am, and speaking of railroad tracks, I'm speaking with the deacon that put a lot of years in on the railroad, Deacon Mike Dodge. Welcome, Deacon. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. About how many years were you with the railroad? Oh, about 38 that's just 38, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Were you mostly stationed out, out of Fargo? or? Well, the interesting story about that is I've got six children, mm-hmm. one adopted, mm-hmm. and um, born in five different states. Wow. People said, well, you must have been in the military. No, I worked for the railroad. And they, <laughs> they would say, which one? Uh, there are more than one. Kind of like the <laughs> Diocese of Fargo, there's more than one. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Wow. So what are some of the states you were in? Well, um, Nebraska, Montana, Washington, Minnesota, Kansas, Illinois, and then up to Fargo. Wow. I could see the Nebraska connection. Get your Husker shirt on today. Yep. Huskers polo. Cool. Very good. Well, this is great. Well, Deacon, um, of course, I love love to hear these stories you know, of how God has worked in your life and everything. Let's start at the beginning, though. Let's just give us a little little uh, preview or a little history, I should say, of just growing up, what you know, where it was, what your, what your family's faith life was like, and et cetera. Well, it's interesting that my mother used to teach RE, okay. religious education, years ago. And I thought she knew a lot about the faith. Mm-hmm. And she obviously did know more than I knew. But uh, compared to what I learned in formation, she knew nothing. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah, formation is um, rigorous, shall we say. Yeah. yeah. Monsignor Schlesel will make sure that uh, we're, we're formed well. <laughs> interesting. So where did you grow up? Where were you born? I was born in Callaway, Nebraska. Oh, okay. And um, it's interesting because our first daughter was born uh, in North Platte, Nebraska. Which okay. Is kind of in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I did the math. I was the first baby born in Callaway, Nebraska for the year of 1956. And my daughter was, the, the she was going to be born. They induced labor. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the doctor said, do you want, the first baby of the new year, or do you want the tax deduction? I did the math, and what they were—I knew what they were offering for the first baby of the year, and I said, "I'll take the tax deduction." <laughs> that's funny. Oh my goodness, that's great. Well, as you were growing up, uh, was your family strong, strong in the faith? Sounds like your mom was already so fairly, fairly strong faith upbringing. Well, my um, parents were both. My dad was a convert mm-hmm. to the faith, uh, and were probably to marry mom. But anyway, mom was an old Kelly. Oh, a little Irish, Originally. Huh? Okay. And my great, my sainted great-grandfather dropped the O mm-hmm. and just became a Kelly. Ah, okay. So we're, on my mom's side, Irish, and on my dad's side, bohemian, basically. Okay, okay. interesting, interesting, okay. So as you're growing up in, in your faith journey, was, uh, was there ever a time when, you know, you just kind of wandered away or just... Or maybe took it lukewarm and lackadaisical, kind of going through the motions? Yeah, because and it, it had to do with uh, our home parish. Mm-hmm. The, um, the creed, basically, mm-hmm. where it says one holy Catholic and apostolic church, the four marks of the church. Right. And I did not understand what Catholic meant at the time, so I knew that um, there were some women who were basically running the parish, and we got a strong priest and 
they run him off, basically. Oh, okay. And, and I decided, okay, if they are, if this is one holy Catholic and apostolic church, they're not holy and they're not Catholic because mm-hmm. they would not run a priest off. Mm-hmm. And anyway, um, one thing led to another, so I quit basically the faith, basically, mm-hmm. and um, came back to it later on. But I didn't understand what what Catholic really meant or what holy really meant, and it's Jesus that makes us holy, yeah. not the people of the church. We've been trying for over 2,000 years to destroy what Christ founded, and we have not succeeded yet. <laughs> That's right. Holy Spirit, make sure that doesn't happen. No, that's interesting. So what, what, what came about your, your reversion, if you will, then, or bringing it back to the faith? Well, my um, little sister was going to get remarried, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, don't get me wrong, Pepper is a great, great person. Mm-hmm. I, I wish she had met him first. But okay. anyway, my mother... It called me up because I wasn't going to go to the wedding. Because mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, it was not a wedding. Mm-hmm. And mom said to me, well, she chastised me, basically. And I said, well, mother, if you did not want me to be Catholic, you should not have raised me as one. Ooh. And that led to further discussions that um, basically my little sister said, um, Mike, I was wondering if you would have the courage to say why you were not coming to the wedding. And she said, if it makes any difference, I've never been happier in my life. And I said, Kathy, it's not this life I'm concerned with. It's the next life I'm concerned with. And so one thing led to another, and I never attended the wedding, per se. Um, but um, Pepper's worked out really, really well for her. I just wish she'd have met him first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Talking with Deacon Mike Dodge about his journey of faith and his journey to the diaconate. Um, let's let's move forward to the diaconate. When did you first discern the call, and, and how did it come about? Well, I first discerned the call back in Illinois, mm-hmm. Galesburg, Illinois. Uh, the priest at the time was Father Pizzimiglio, who was a good Italian priest, and he had temper to go along with being Italian. <laughs> But he was not even Catholic, when, and he was serving in the army in Germany when he got the call to be a Catholic priest. Wow. And he wasn't even Catholic That's at the amazing. time. But it, Father Pizzimiglio, and, and he suggested that I apply for the diaconate in Galesburg, Illinois. And um, I tend to do everything by threes. Okay. If, if three people will confirm the call, then I will go with it. Otherwise... No, it's mm-hmm. probably not accurate. Anyway, um, our daughter Sarah mm-hmm. was just a month, two months old when I got the call, and the Holy Spirit confirmed the call, and one thing led to another. And and <laughs> if you understand how the Holy Spirit works, the um, the call from the Holy Spirit was unmistakable and undeniable. Mm-hmm. And so I went to... Formation, but Sarah was only two months old, maybe a month old, and they demanded that the wife be in attendance for all of the weekends mm-hmm. of formation. So the um, the person was going to have to be, or Sarah was going to have to be left with a sitter, and that was not mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they said to us, "We're not saying you're not called the diaconate." We're saying the time is not now. Mm-hmm. And Father Pizzamiglio, his true Italian self, came out. He was 
IPO. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So you, I guess, didn't join then at that. You didn't start formation at that time then, correct? Correct. Okay. I didn't start until um, five years before 2010. Okay. Because ordained in 2010. Sure. So then, then you were in the you were in the Fargo diocese. Then. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you you, you talked about uh, threes. Are there other people that you'd like to share? Other situations that either reconfirm that call, or did you always know all along? I'm definitely called. It's just a matter of when God you know says yes. And how did that come about? Well, I actually owe my vocation to Deacon uh, Campbell down in Wapiton. Really? Okay. Because I was ready to quit mm-hmm. formation. I. I I'd made up my mind I was going to quit. And um, one thing led to another, and just out of the blue, Deacon Campbell called. The day I decided to quit, <laughs> Deacon Campbell called. And just out of the blue, he said, basically, you're, you're called, you got to hang in there. And boy, just gave me the inspiration to continue. Isn't it amazing how the Holy Spirit works, right? You know, you just you think, okay, you know, that's it, I'm, I'm done, or I'm going this direction, right? And then, like you said, out of the blue, the Holy Spirit, boom. You get the call. You get the call. It's like, wow. Okay, so I assume you shared that with the wife and said, okay, I guess God has a, really is calling me. How'd that all come about? Well, one thing in formation that I learned um, very clearly was the church's wisdom in mm-hmm. having priests, it's a discipline, not mm-hmm. a law, in yep. having priests remain single. Mm-hmm. And um, I could not do this without, without Debbie, my wife, mm-hmm. I could not do this, and by the same token, being married places demands upon you that uh, I, I you could not do the priestly life without without not being married. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't. So the wisdom of the church and listening to the Holy Spirit and the guidance of Christ in the discipline of priestly celibacy is so profound. I, I can't explain it any better than that. Yeah, so true. Well, as you know, I'm, I'm in formation too. Maybe the listeners know too. And boy, I, I can certainly. Yes, you're a DWB. A deacon wannabe. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But but just some of the things they're saying hit home. You know, I mean, you you feel that that tension, if you will, right? Obviously, your your marriage vocation is first, but you, you feel that tension. You know, the, the demands of the diaconate, of course, the, the demands of marriage, and and there is that. There is that balance. There is that tension, if you will. And, and that's, I guess, why prayer is so important. I know for me, boy, you know, first thing is, okay, Lord, you know, what, what, what are you calling me to today and how are you calling me to do it, you know? Well, I heard you earlier talking about going to adoration. Yes. And if it wasn't for adoration, I probably would not have vocation. Interesting. It's interesting. We're talking with Deacon Mike Dodge about his journey to the diaconate. When we come back, he'll explain a little about what Deacon is. We'll explain about formation and his life now since ordination. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? 
This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did he make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're having fun here in the studio. This Real Presence. Lots of smiles and laughter. I love it. I love it. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today, coming at you from the Fargo Studios between the railroad tracks and the cathedral in downtown Fargo. Speaking of railroad tracks, we're talking with Deacon Mike Dodge, who spent 38 years, I believe he said, with the railroad, several different states. Six children born in five different states, if I remember. And not a military man, but a railroad guy. Yeah, that's awesome. He's talking about his, his journey to the diaconate, how brought up in the Catholic faith. A little disillusioned, but uh, God called him back. Started his diaconate, wanted to start diaconate formation in Illinois, uh, just after his daughter Sarah was born. Uh, his wife was supposed to be there at all the formation. Of course, that wasn't going to be working out with what their family is doing. So, discerned that it wasn't the time. And uh, several years later, uh, came to Fargo and uh, wasn't going to do it. What are you in formation when you got that call from uh, Deacon down in Deacon down in uh, uh, and Deacon Campbell? Yes, or, I was. Okay, okay. So you, you were in, but then you thought, okay, now nah, this this isn't right. But then he called that very day, right? You said, and just yeah, I was about six months from ordination. Oh my goodness! So all almost all the way through. Yeah. Oh. A lot of people have a misunderstanding of what seminary actually is. Mm-hmm. It's it's twofold. Number one is to determine if you actual have a calling, mm-hmm. and number two to formate you for the priesthood. Sure. So their first purpose is to discern whether or not you have an actual calling. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Exactly, exactly. So true. So he, he called, and obviously you, you went through and went to ordination. But, and, and I think that, that, that's very reassuring to me, Deacon, too, and I think all, all my fellow Deacon aspirants or DWBs, Deacon wannabes, as I think, at least as far as I know, 
every one of us seems to go through those times, you know, whether it's, you know, the devil wanting to get at us because he doesn't want us to serve or whatever it is, or my own personal pride, who knows what it is, right? The combination of things where, where there's questions where I, 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 no, I, I just don't know. I just don't think, I mean, everyone I've, I've talked to several deacons, everyone has said, you know, in their own way, you know, they've had those challenging moments, you know, and, and you mentioned that I'm guessing with, you know, Deacon, Cam- Deacon Campbell, right? You said Correct. Uh, that was good. And you talked about adoration. You talked about the support of your wife. I mean, I guess you'd probably just renewed those things. And then God gave you peace about, about moving forward to ordination then. Well, an interesting to me anyway, mm-hmm. aspect of the ordination was, um, it was so fouled up. Really? Tell me about that. Um, uh, the interview session was supposed to be conducted at the old seminary. Okay. Here in yep. Fargo. It was yep. supposed Part to be an inch. hour and a half. Okay. And there were only two people there. And so I ended up actually having eight hours of interviews <laughs> and um, was very good. Eight okay. hours. It was really enlightening and informative. It was a positive experience. I'm really grateful that I got to spend eight hours with the people who were the inquisitors mm-hmm. rather than just an hour and a half. W- wonderful. That's, I, I'm not, not sure too many people would say that, but obviously it, it turned to a very positive, like you said, a lightning, fulfilling experience. Yes, it was. Okay, very cool. And as far as um, people who may be concerning or discerning their call mm-hmm. to the diaconate, I would say that go for it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not called, you will be released because the formators will ferret out mm-hmm. the people who don't have a true calling. Mm-hmm. And if you're called, just go with it. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's, it's, it's a simple but profound. It's just trusting in God. If it's the call, boom. You know, here I am. I, I know you're calling me, Lord. Boom. And I, I totally agree. The formators, I'm, you know, prayerful people, obviously, you know, they understand this discernment process. They understand people. And, and yeah, even in the, the discussions we have, you know, through, through our formation weekends, they just bring up, you know, some very good points and, you know, ask us, you know, you talk about this, are you thinking about this? You're praying about this, you know, it's, it's, it's very good. I find it, uh, spiritually enriching to be able to, to, to go through these, these weekends and have that, uh, that contact with them. Correct. It is very rewarding. Yeah. And I learned so much about the faith. I'm not a trained theologian mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, like um, some of our priests are. They're, they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If you listen to their homilies, mm-hmm. particularly, it you can learn so much. Yeah, very true, very true. Well, since ordination then, Deacon, now, tell us about where you've served and, and, and some of the ways you've served and some of your favorite uh, things to, some favorite ways to serve, I guess, God's people in the church. Well, Bishop Aquila assigned me at ordination to the um, parish of St. Anna Joachim, where I've been my entire career. Mm -hmm. As far as uh, the favorite things that I do, I would have to say that probably baptizing, bringing new Christians in, Mm -hmm. because I was privileged to baptize both of my, um, Sarah's grandchildren. They're my grandchildren, Sarah's and Matthew's um, children. Children, sure, yes. But they went to World Youth Day in Poland. Mm-hmm. And they brought back some salt from the mines, and they wanted the old rite of baptism, which includes a lot of exorcism, including placing blessed salt on the child's tongue. Mm-hmm. And my oldest grandson at that time, uh, Matt, or Matthew and Sarah's oldest, Lawrence, boy, the immediate reaction when I put the salt on his tongue was just priceless. But Medora, their daughter, who was two years later, 
when I baptized her, I placed the blessed salt on her tongue and got no reaction. Well, that was kind of weird. <laughs> and so I asked her dad about it. And he said, yeah, she reacted, but she waited until you turned your back. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Because I turned around to the baptismal font. Sure, sure. Exactly. But bringing, bringing new Christians in is probably one of my favorite things. Yeah, absolutely. Bring them into the family. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. You know, we talk about deacon and maybe just share a little bit, if you will, the idea of deacon, the permanent deacon, of course, since Vatican II has kind of re, been reinvigorated. And, you know, there, there's lots of, you know, like you said, baptisms and, and whatever it is that deacons are called to do many different things. Um, deacon means servant, doesn't it? Actually, it does. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people have a misconception that deacons are only called to serve, and they're actually called trained to serve. Mm. We are trained to serve, but we are also called to train uh, other people to mm-hmm. serve. Right. So it's not just, oh, you're called to service. Mm, yes and no. It's, right. it's, it's like the priesthood and the diaconate, mm-hmm. which the diaconate predates the priesthood, the presbyterate. Anyway, um, I forgot where I was going. That's okay. That, well, this idea of serve, you, you brought something, something, something to my mind, the idea of train to serve. Oh, it, Mary and Martha. Okay, there you go. Talk to us. Yes. Deacons are Martha. Mm-hmm. Priests are Mary. Mm. And it says in the germ, the germ, yeah. that where you're supposed to fulfill your General instruction of the Roman mistral, by the way, not right. G-E-R-M. Go ahead. <laughs> and anyway, it's G-I-R-M. Yeah. Anyway, um... Mary and Martha. So Mar- Mary, you Martha need to is let the, deacon. the priest yep. be Mary, mm-hmm. and the priest needs to let the deacon be Martha, mm-hmm. and with that Martha was called to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and that makes sense, right? Because if you think about the the, the whole idea of the deacon, right? You, we as well, you as a deacon, and me, Lord willing, in a few years, you basically you you are a cleric, but you're also a, you know a lay person. You have one foot in each of these areas, right? So you are the eyes and ears of the bishop, you know. He goes, Mike. What, what what's going on out there? You know, tell me what's going on. You know, in 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 the world because we're we're in the world, right? But we also are serving the church and and you know and the bishop, and so we're this connection, right? But between those two, is to make sure that there's good communication and that that they know what's going on. And and we're to, for instance, that's why the deacon right dismisses at the end of mass because I'm going with you. Let's go. Let us go forth now. I'm going to be with you, right? Let's take forth what we got from the mass here, and we go forth. So. That idea of being in both worlds, if you will, right? I mean, it's in some sense? Yes, absolutely. A lot of people don't understand that the deacon reports to the bishop, mm-hmm. as does the priest. Mm-hmm. So the bishop is, the priests are the right hand of the bishop, then deacons are the left hand okay. of the bishop. Good image, I like that. Yes, but humility and obedience hmm. go hand in hand. And so the bishop through his authority, teaching authority, has said that you report to the pastor. So I report to the pastor. I'm obedient to the pastor, or I try to be, as much as my humility will allow me. <laughs> um, it's good to hear you say that, because I struggle with humility some, many times, too. So I find <laughs> that hard to believe, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyway, that's for another story, but yeah, b- believe it. <laughs> but a lot of people fail to understand yeah. that humility goes hand in hand with obedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So, what, what, as you talked about um, the baptism and, and bringing new, new new Christians in, I, I liked how you explained the diaconate too. That that that's very very good. And one of the things I was going to say, you know, train to serve. 
it's the idea of like like missionary discipleship, right? In other words, your your deacon service doesn't end with you or to train others to go forth and serve as well. You know, so that we have this ongoing passing it on, right? It doesn't end with you. You know, it reminds me of Second Timothy two twenty two. I remember all the twos, right? Same Paul says to Timothy, train men who will also train other men. You know, the idea of passing it on. And that's such an important point I hadn't really thought about before. But that is an important thing that we're called to do, isn't it? Yes, it is. And a lot of people don't understand that even though we're called to serve, the deacon goes down and gets the gifts. Mm -hmm. And he's like you were talking about earlier. He's kind of a go-between between the priesthood, the ministerial priesthood, Mm -hmm. and the people. Yeah. He kind of does have one foot in both hands mm-hmm. or both camps. Worlds, camps, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, kind of the crossover between the two. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that. You know, uh, there's maybe some men, some women sitting here, you know, some wives, and are thinking, you know, maybe maybe you should think about this. Because my call came from actually my wife just saying, have you ever considered this? And I hadn't seriously considered it. So I know you touched on it before, but what, what, what are some, some things you would say? If someone's sitting there thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe not, remind them again what your advice would be if, if they think they might possibly have a call to the diaconate. Number one, listen to your wife. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because my call, just like yours, mm-hmm. came basically through the wife. Mm-hmm. She um, said, time is now, basically. Wow. Yeah. In, in Fargo, because mm-hmm. I had put on my cubicle, me go Fargo. Okay. Anyway, when I left Kansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't listen to your wife, when it comes to discerning the things of God and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, you're really missing out. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know what it is about women, but they're a lot closer. Or they listen better. Perhaps that's a way of putting it. They listen better. 100%. Than men do <laughs> uh, to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And yeah. his promptings. Yeah. Yeah. But like when I was in formation, or even before I was ordained, after I was ordained, one of the people that was in seminary uh, would not call me by deacon. Oh. And I'm thinking, you're not insulting me. You're insulting the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's who technically called me was the Holy yeah. Spirit. So true. So listening to wife and, of course, listening to God in prayer. Yeah, very true. Deacon Mike Dodge, half hour's gone fast. I want to thank you for sharing your story and thank you for your service and training others to serve. I'm taking that away with what you said. I love that, Deacon. Deacon Mike Dodge, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we're talking pro-life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 